Hello, my name is Chase. And my name is Blakeston. Welcome to the Well Thought Out Podcast, where we do our best to have opinions that are well, well thought, thought out. out. The sun is 150 degrees. Let's get popping. It's hot as fuck in here. <laughs> that was it. It was way more crazy. Well, you guys didn't see, but when I tried to close the door with the microphone cords running through, it the handle whole, the, fell off. Yeah, the new developments from from uh, last time is we now have Desi here doing some uh, doing the technical work behind the scenes. As you can see, we now have these fancy mics. Desi's our sound technician, so hopefully we don't have to send the audio off to get mastered. We just it just sounds good. That would be nice. That would save us about three days of waiting for. And we got the cords running through the door, so Chase had to pull really hard on the handle. And now look look at what she's done. I've been working out. <clears throat> and if you can't see, he broke the handle. I broke the handle he off of the sauna door. So add the sauna. Add that to the list of things that we have to fix <laughs> between now and next time. Yeah, between now and next time, if Bet- you will. Betwixt. All right, betwixt give me one second. I'm going to set my microphone down and, and <clears throat> try to give me. And you might want to pull. Like, see how one this, second. See how this is away from that. Because he said it'll sound, we have to talk into the front. So do so record it and do it this but way. He said you should talk towards the. Can you hear us, Desi? Oh fuck! Yeah. Fucking the reverberations, fucking shit, baby. Fuck. The yeah. motherfucking reverberations. All right. <clears throat> and <laughs> action. Oh, oh, you fucking sucker. Desi, are you, are you turned on? Oh, fuck yeah, baby. All right. Chase is trying to fix the handle, and he gave up. Blakeston asked me a very valuable question about an hour ago. He said, hey, well, I, it. I was I was peeing, and I yelled at Blakeston, but then he interrupted me to ask me, what are we going to talk about in the podcast? That's, not exact, that's kind of what happened. Chase was saying... Blakeston, we need to figure out, and then I interrupted him as he was saying it, what we're going to talk about in the podcast because we complete each other's sentences. He completes me as a man. He completes inside of me, and I am thankful for his friendship. Oh, yeah. So I told him, see, Blakeston, we've, we've got, Blakeston is interested in talking about anything and everything that we find appealing and that we could have in-depth conversations about. Mm-hmm. I prefer the hard-hitting topics. I prefer the Let's fucking get into it. We're here in the sauna uncomfortably. We might as well get TF the fuck into it. Okay. But I think you're right. I think a healthy little balance of, but I think all within one episode. Yeah. We can get the fuck into it. But all then right, we can fine. also I talk about, yeah, what's up? All right. I was thinking about yesterday, uh, just happiness in general. Happiness. Just what that, because if you think about it, I think everyone, that is the goal of life is trying to be happy. I think everyone does everything that pretty much everything they do exclusively to be happy. And I'm not going to lie, I think people don't realize that, though. Yeah, exactly. They, they, you know, people go to the gym, yeah, to get in better shape, whatever, because that makes them happy. People, even like bad things, people eat unhealthy food because they feel happy in that moment or whatever it is. I think literally everything we do is to, yesterday, you, Chase, and, or you, uh, Stephen and Kyle went to go get food before the gym. I thought, well, if I go to the gym and then eat after, I think I'll be happier. I'll feel better in the gym and I won't feel bloated and I'll feel, and I did that to increase the overall happiness afterwards, not because I didn't want to, I just weighed out the options and I think that is, you know. And I for sure know what bloated means and feels like. Chase does this thing where he says he doesn't know what bloated is and I don't know how to explain it to him. No one has ever been able to 
describe the difference to me where it makes sense to me the difference between full and bloated i literally don't know so leave a comment like subscribe click the bell if you know what bloated means and tell your friends that chase doesn't know it. he's a medical anomaly he's the only person i've ever met that doesn't know what bloated is so i've never i'm I think sure i've purposely not knowing what it is i swear to god i'm not i wouldn't lie to you you're my friend i don't know the difference what is bloated compared to yeah you're full you ate too much and you're full there's a different feeling I don't know how to. <clears throat> so that then we then I've never felt it because I've only ever felt full. You might there might be a slight nuance that you don't understand. There's a difference between you don't know that you haven't felt it. You just might not know that you felt it. You're telling me that I'm not very smart. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much. it. Exactly I'm not very. Uh, uh, Have you ever had like a massive uh, like protein drink right before the gym, and you feel like lethargic at the gym? Yeah, because from being full. Yeah. That lethargic feeling is bloated. Is bloated. But I also feel lethargic when I'm very full. Is he telling us farther? He was telling me. Oh. Okay. Yeah, keep it in front of you. That's I was the whole scared. point. It should be glued. Okay. On, look well, at me. No, but you're doing a whole thing with the cord. I was trying to I was oh. trying to not do that, mother effer. Yeah, we're doing it. All right, for those of you who can't, let me set the setting. We've been going at it for about... Did you put this back up? Shit, so we don't even know our time yet. It's We've barely been in here. Maybe five minutes. Okay. I think we've been in here about five minutes. For those of you who are new, let me set the tone here first and foremost. Blake's, my name is Chase, Higgins. and I am here Chase with- Chase Higgins is his last name. Go ahead. My name is Chase. I am here with my business partner, associate, friend- BFF, fellow, if you will. BFF, heterosexual life partner, and fellow village idiot, Blakeston. Yep, that's me. My name is that. And we are sitting in a sauna that is 148 degrees right now. We've been in about five minutes. I just put the timer back up on our sauna settings up to the hour where we should have put it when we first got in here, but we did it. You want to know something crazy? I was just thinking about this. So it's a hundred. Well, hold on. What's up? Don't hurt yourself if I, you were thinking about it. It was painful. And I, so the sauna's at 149, which is not crazy hot. Saunas usually get up to like, if it's not an infrared sauna, 180, 190, you know, that boy Joe Rogan will go 210 or whatever, you know. Which doesn't stuff. make sense because boiling is 212. Yeah, boiling water, you know, water. I mean, you think 60-degree water is very freezing cold, where 60-degree air is different. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So, I don't think it's up? different. I think it has to do with the thermal conductivity of the medium. Feels different. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That okay. is what different is. Yeah, yeah, sorry for saying that. <laughs> if it feels different, that's what different is. We can both be right. Yeah. <laughs> Thermodynamically speaking, they're yeah. the same temperature, yeah. but yeah. All right. As you were. As I was. Uh, so I was thinking about it and so 149, it feels pretty hot. Like it's already to where I'm like, yeah, it's kind of warm in here. I was watching this show, um, on Netflix about people doing, uh, Edris Elba uh, narrates for it and then people doing crazy. I already, I come out, I already like it. It's, yeah. It's His voice so is incredible. soothing, yeah. But people do crazy sports and like, it's just about the craziest sports in the world or craziest events in the world. And one of them was a six- um, six day marathon where they run uh, a marathon every day an ultra marathon yeah but it's the it's the longest and craziest one in the world and it's um so it's 150 that's like, that's like the tour de france but running yep it's like 156 miles i could be wrong on that number um quick that ma quick maths it's absurd and they run a marathon every day for six days yep in the desert literal desert they are uh, it is like on sand dunes yeah yes on sand dunes What'd you say? Sand dunes. Yeah. We're saying the same thing. Uh, I've noticed 100% of the time when you say we're saying the same thing, we absolutely are not. It sounded like you said Sam dunes. 
So they run America. <laughs> they anyway. So back before I get too caught off because I'm too stupid to follow my own story that I'm telling. They um the temperature get up to gets gets up to like 130, 135 degrees outside. while they're in the dead heat for 26 miles a day. <clears throat> and you know how you know that it's crazy hard. People die. People literally die. During the, the event, yes. Why they wouldn't they just had stop? A cardiac arrest. Oh, I'm assuming there's not support with them the entire way. Yes, it's there like is. There is the whole way. They're there. Yes. How would they die? You just they had cardiac running. arrest, and they, yeah, you can stop running if you're having a cardiac arrest. You're having a cardiac arrest. They they, did, they were arrested out in the desert. Yeah, by cardiac surgeons. It was crazy. You would think it's cops. No, but th- so they have camels that um follow them. They have two yeah. people that walk with camels. Oh my god, the camels are out there in their element. And um, if, the camels are like, this is it. Come yeah. on. And the cam- if the camels catch up to you, you're disqualified. So, like, obviously, they aren't running 26 miles for a time. They're just going the 26 miles in one day. Yeah. And then you're disqualified if the camels catch up to you. So, obviously, there's a pace that needs to be kept. So, you can go fast and then chill for an hour. Do you remember whatever. what this is called? It's um, something. It's literally a documentary where they show a different sport yeah. every episode. Um, and this was one of the episodes. But my whole point was. It's 148 degrees in here. We're sitting, being very, I'm as, I could go chill on my couch right now, and this is already inconvenient for me. Imagine six days of 26 miles a day and just pushing yourself, yeah. Running in the desert. And the woman they were, like, doing it, doing the whole thing on, she had some medical thing in the past where she was, I think she was in an accident and almost lost limbs and whatnot. She was doing it to prove it to herself. And she um, collapsed and was cramping all over her body. And it was so painful for her. She was telling these people to push and and get the cramps out. And she was screaming. It was scary to watch. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then she watched the camels walk by and she felt defeated. But she did something that I would never do. And You don't see me signing up for that event. I don't see you signing anything because you don't know how to write. He's so. always got to bring my literacy into things. Literally. You bring that up any chance you get. Yeah, it's because I don't either, and it makes me feel better to make fun of someone else. Well, that is absolutely that's absolutely bonkers that people put themselves through that. But I think you're right. Back to the point. Oh, yeah. I think Desi farted. Uh, we're here with Desi. He's, like we said, he's our master. He's our ba- sa- master. Ba- he master. Oh, he is. Uh, he our is our guy. He's a sound technician, our yeah. master sound technician, and business Electronic, partner at this point yeah. on this little venture. Electronic guy, and it looks like he's mm-hmm. doing some funny business back there behind the scenes. We'll have to get a camera on him for the future, and then you know, see what there's, happens. There's nobody else I'd be, rather be working with than these two idiots right here. We got Blakeston on my left and Tweedledum on my right, Desi. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Back to your point, though, Blakeston. I think you have a good point. I have thought about this before. So some people. If you are religious, you might have and you might have a different purpose for your life that you think. But I think even then, if your like purpose is to serve God or to live your life a certain way, whatever that may be for your religion, even that is in an attempt for eternal glory and salvation and happiness. Well, and and just to branch off that the whole point of so I you hear the, the I think one of the most common questions in the world is like why are we here what's our purpose or even it, from an individual standpoint what's my purpose as a as a human a lot of people are looking for that or trying to figure that out and it is to be happy they're they're not trying to find a purpose for any other reason other than they want that to be fulfilling and they want to be happy yeah. so you know we talk about I remember when I started working with you and Desi um, 
for the moving company, I thought, um, I, people would ask how I like just moving furniture. They would literally be talking, kind of talking down to me, like, oh, you're moving furniture? Like, that sounds shitty or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I get to work with my close friends every day. Like, I get to go to work and have fun. I get to have a say in a small business. I get to all these things that other, yeah, you might make more money than me working at a, a massive company, but are, are you happy every day? Are you enjoying your time? Are you, and that's something that I enjoy and I wanted to, um, you know, push towards because it's enjoyable. So. That is the sole reason we have lasted as long as we have. I mean, even running a small business, but you know, when we first started, Steven, uh, Kyle, Desi and I, when we first started, it's not enjoyable. We're out there. Not only do we have the, the well-being of the company and the individuals working for the company on our back and, you know, have to make the right choices to help these men with their livelihoods, things like that. We also are out there literally moving furniture, driving trucks, interacting with customers, breaking our backs, sweating. And it's both of those things. And if it wasn't for the fact that we got to work with our friends every single day, we would not have made it. 100% guaranteed. We go to, we go to work and it's a hangout session. Yeah. We're literally dicking around constantly dragging customers into our shenanigans we're able to be ourselves because we're hanging out with our actual friends not our these are not our work friends these are our actual best friends which brings us in we are in our element which is messing around and which, people feel that vibe which is a testament to who we are because it's not that when you say it's not enjoyable it's not that we don't have fun we have fun literally every day it is moving furniture inherently is not enjoyable working manual labor labor is not enjoyable we make it enjoyable because, which is what I tell people all the time, we find a way to make anything fun. It is that perspective. It is, you can look at it as, oh, well, I'm doing this. I'm not having fun, blah, blah, blah. Well, you could say that about anything. Yep. Or you can say, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to do what I can to enjoy my moments. I'm going to enjoy my experience. And this goes back to the thing I talk about a lot. I spend a lot of time talking about work balance, um, work-life balance being absolute total bullshit. It's like a fucking, that, I, I'm telling you right now, that idea of having work-life balance is perpetuated by corporate America. This is a thought. This is just a, a theory that I have yeah. that I've developed. I have, a, I have a, a it's, devil's advocate. To it's what it's perpetuated by corporate America to get people to sacrifice part of their time when none of your time should be a sacrifice. Yeah. You should work. I mean, maybe for a very, very short amount of time, you should be able to, the goal should be able to spend 100% of your moments doing what you want to do. Now, whether that means actually changing your circumstance, that's perfect. What, what, a huge part of that is, is it just changing your perspective of, like you said, making the moments that you, you have enjoyable by, you know, yep. by enjoying them. I think to just to counter that, because obviously I agree with what you're saying, but I think that that could be, you both, you could be right. And someone talking about having a good work-life balance can be right. I think that generally when people are referring to work-life balance, they aren't necessarily meaning you have to work and do this thing that you don't enjoy. And then you have to find things you enjoy also, but it could, it could just mean that you're, you're making sure you're portioning out your time to every, to all the things. If I focused 100% of my time for work, even if I enjoyed all of that time, I wouldn't have the time to do other things I enjoy as well. You know, it might not necessarily just mean they're two separate entities, but that you well, are think about what we portioning do. out your time. Think about what, Think about the life that we've created for ourselves. We, to start working, we just start recording. Yeah. It's the same thing. So to say that, I mean, that's cool, but we've set it up for ourselves that it's, we could work, quote unquote, 100% of the time. Yeah. We could bring in an income. 
100 percent of the time and be happy right or do whatever we want or but that for me that isn't what would make me happy what would make me happy is doing things i enjoy for work of course but also other having a balance of that and other things that aren't work at all that i also enjoy like rugby like going to the gym you know things um things of that nature i think it's just a a word thing i think it's semantics i think that we're both right it's just one you might look at it slightly different from me or two um you know it could just be two different things but um like the the perfect example and this goes back to what we were saying earlier about just finding a way to enjoy work i worked with tristan a a buddy of ours that we play rugby with he works for me and we had a day where we were moving furniture literally for 10 hours we didn't get done till seven or eight o'clock at night and he told me at the end of the day what you would think man this was a long day this sucks i didn't get to go see my girlfriend i didn't get to go or whatever he might say because you know his girlfriend was calling throughout the day but instead at the end of the day he said this was the most fun day i've had at work and he was like I, we really had fun and it was because he was working with me and instead of just people that are there to just earn a buck I, we just had fun the whole day. Went, got lunch. I bought his lunch. We were having fun, just ha- goofing off. So it's that positivity that's contagious. It exactly. literally bleed. No matter what the attitude is, good or bad, yep. if you have a, a a powerful personality individual, it it infects the entire crew. It infects yep. whoever you're working with. So if it's good, it's good. If yep. it's if one person is negative, it's a poison that spreads throughout that crew and throughout that company. And and that is where I come back to the work life balance. It, it for me. I agree that there's a good work-life balance. It is, I enjoyed all of the moments. I, I got to set up a, there were so many good things that came from that day. Yeah, I worked for 12 hours, but it was, I set up a, a thing with um, a new company that we might get a contract through. I got to work with a guy that I'm close with and get closer with him. We made money. We both got tipped almost $200 each, all these good positives, but I still got home and I felt exhausted and I didn't get to go to the gym. I didn't eat the way I wanted to that day. There's negatives within that. They were worth the sacrifice, but there's a balance that I would have rathered have of being able to go to the gym, getting off at a decent time, being able to communicate with you and Desi a little more about some thoughts I have on the podcast. There's other things that I didn't get to do because it was all work that day. So there's a balance of, you know, and that's what I mean by work-life balance is being able to do other things that might not have to do with work, but um, not because I don't enjoy work, but because those things I also enjoy. Yeah. So that I think that's just a matter of semantics, and we both mean similar things, but also slightly different. Back, back to being happy, and I've and this is this is the most I think to me this is the most important distinguish uh, distinguishing feature is you can be happy like anybody can be happy. You could go and abuse drugs right now and feel incredibly happy. Yeah. You could go whatever that ends up looking like, or go get drunk and be incredibly happy. In that moment. In that sure. moment. Or go eat unhealthy and be like, yeah, it's fucking yep. good and be happy. But what we're talking about is long-term sustainable happiness. And from what I've noticed, what that what that requires, it's not like, oh, this will help you. What that requires is short-term sacrifice. What that requires yep. is short-term being slightly uncomfortable because you know it will lead to long-term sustainable happiness. So, for example, going to the gym is the most, to me, the most apparent example or a healthy diet for, mo- for most people <clears throat> we uh, chase and i are i think are relatively anomalies because we enjoy the struggle at the gym but yeah well we've grown to enjoy that we that's know true. when true. we're doing you don't enjoy it when you're running a mile on the treadmill guaranteed you're not enjoying yeah, it. yeah that's a good it's point. the same thing you are literally no pain no gain that's sort of cliche saying no pain no gain 
you are literally uncomfortable for that short amount of time because you know it's the hard thing because yeah. you know it's the right thing yeah. but you get into the habit you get into the lifestyle you create the lifestyle for yourself of continue continually leaning into that uncomfortability because yeah. you know it leads to longer term sustainable happiness yep. so it's not like you enjoy that moment it's not like i enjoy eating a fucking salad every day i i don't want to do that i want to eat, be able to eat whatever i want but almost immediately afterwards immediately, you're happy. yeah and then the vice versa if you eat like shit almost immediately after you're like don't fuck i should not talk have about like that. the cookies i ate last night <laughs> this dude we had cookies at the house and my roommates um Izzy and Jamie, Jamie might've had a cookie and, and I don't think you had any had next thing, you know, there is let the record Chase, show. I yeah, had none chase. Oh, but he warmed up two cookies for me. Got me a glass of milk, did the whole nine. I so did I the whole nine for him to make it easy for him to be a fat boy throughout the night. Cause I fell asleep on the couch watching some TV and then naturally I stayed on the couch like the good boy I am. And I finished off the, the thing of cookies. I ate, I think eight cookies. There was probably a dozen in there. I think there were two empty. Yeah. And then so I have with that said, I the reason I I I was okay with doing that, which obviously it's a give and a take of, of all sorts of different things in life. I have been eating very strict. I have been limiting my calories and working out very hard throughout this rugby season. And my goal was to get in better shape than I've ever been. And I've almost pretty much achieved that goal. Um I'm I'm my weight is better than it's ever been, and I kind of did a little celebratory and that's the thing you guys that's the thing the cookies for blake's and we're celebratory that's the thing it is literally no one is going to win 100 percent of your battles but when you are doing the right things it is think about it's it's about making the right choices more often than not over the course of a period of time like yeah. think roughly a year did you make the right choice 85 out of 100 times you're good to go yeah. did you have cookies one night yeah that doesn't matter Letting that, letting that over, like a lot of people with diet, they, I know the biggest thing. One tiny defeat that gets overwhelming. Ruins it for them. Whereas I, yeah, I like ate those. I didn't feel too great afterwards. I wasn't like happy with myself. I woke up this morning. That's okay. That's, it's a new day. And that's the thing though. I, when I get really into being strict about my diet, which I have been lately, I get to the point where it's, I never dread having a cheat day. I'm like, fuck yeah. I am able to actually thoroughly enjoy a cheat day. Because I'm like, yeah, I've had nothing but salads, vegetables, and damn protein and meat this whole week. And, you know, I've worked out hard five out of the seven days. And the other two days were decent workouts. And then, yep. yeah, on Sunday, I'm going to have donuts. And I'm going to make a Trace Lake Chase cake this Sunday for yeah. anybody listening. Anyone that wants to have some, I'm going to avoid that. <clears throat> I think Desi's writing us notes. Or he's coloring yeah. pictures. Um, but, yeah, so back back to it. It's, it's all these little sacrifices. Like... Blakeston sacrificed some of his time and some of his desires and reaching some of his goals that day for work. If it wasn't worth it, he would have left, literally leave. And and it was, you know, I'm making the sacrifice. I'm not doing everything I want to do, but you make a little sacrifice. Which I have more invested than the average person. 100%. Um, short of you and the other owners of the company, I have the most invested in the company when it comes to the success and what it means to me. <clears throat> so obviously... <clears throat> it makes the most sense for me to do that um, and put myself out there and do that. Uh, and not only, uh, and not only, not only that, but it's, it's all these things. It's all these little choices that will hopefully eventually lead you to long-term sustainable happiness and lead me and lead us. This is yeah. not for, this is not a prescription for anybody. We don't know anything. All we're doing is describing what has worked for us and what we have found the most benefit in the food, and, the nutrition part. It was interesting to me. I just want to know, or I want to talk a little more about nutrition because that's something that is 
vastly thought upon uh, by different people in way different ways. So why, like, how do you eat the way that you eat and what do you do um, personally? Because you were talking about your cheat days and, and things like that. <clears throat> why do you eat the way that you do? And I have found the most amount of benefit with a few simple rules. I've noticed if it's too complicated or you're trying to track macros or trying to count calories, it gets hard and it's such a time consuming and emotionally consuming thing that it's almost unsustainable as a lifestyle. Whereas depending on your goals and who you are, depending on your goals sure. and who you are, of course, for the average bear, I'm telling you guys, for the average bear who wants to be healthy, they want to feel good and they want to look good. That means being 75% strict on your diet and going to the gym four times a week and having good workouts four times a week yes. and having an active lifestyle the other three days. Yes. That's all that means. Now, if you want world-class results, yeah, you have to put in that world-class effort. You want one, you want that top 1%, you want to be in the top 1% of how you look and feel. That's wonderful. You can absolutely do that. You have to put in, be willing to put in that top 1% of effort. Yep. So having, having understanding that your, your lifestyle needs to line up with your goals that's perfect so for me i want to like i described be in that top one percent i want to look like a million dollars i want to feel like a million dollars my overall goal is to be an independent mobile old man i want to be i want to never have to be able to count on anybody um i want to be able to live by myself i want to have a um you know which obviously some of these things are out of my control but i want to have a brain that works until i die yeah i want to be able to you know move around on my own accord and things like that so my lifestyle, I do what I can to have my lifestyle reach that. I skip desserts, I skip bread, I skip pasta, noodles, rice, um, about 90% of the time, 95% of the time. I skip, um, I skip vegetables about 70% of the time. I said vegetables, I meant to say fruit. I skip fruit about 70% of the time. And I would say about 90% of my diet is meat, vegetables, and protein shakes. And eggs and i mean it's not in salads and raw veggies i try to make sure over half of my veggies are raw veggies and i just have found that that's what's sustainable for me at this point it's not even hard i've gotten so used to the so used to making that choice over and over and over again i've literally made it one time i made it for six months well and, and you know what the reward is you, yeah you have reaped the benefits for, for when it comes to your fitness you have arguably probably the best fitness on our rugby team which I mean, keep in mind, that's not just a group of random people. That's people that play an intense sport. To have the best fitness on the team is pretty crazy. And then also the looks of it, people comment all the time. You understand that you look in exceptionally good shape, and that's because of the effort that you put in for years on end. You know, uh, without fail, whether you have a cheat day here or there, you're constantly doing the same things. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's that, and I do look forward to those cheat days. I've gone a long time. But when I realized pretty much exactly what I said to Blakeston a few minutes ago, it's not about winning 100% of your battles. Nobody will do that. And I mean, even if you do, how happy is that making you? Is that actually worth it? Yep. Whereas you're not going to have any perceivable visual notice or feeling notice if you have a cheat day periodically. You have yeah. a cheat, and, and that's something that I look forward to. It helps. And, and it doesn't, a cheat day, take that with a grain of salt. It doesn't need to be, like my cheat day was yesterday having some cookies. Like it, it doesn't. When people say cheat day, they think like, are unless you you're Stephen Lomas, yeah, that unless you're Stephen, I mean, cheat day can be anything. And for <laughs> cheat day can be cheat month year. <laughs> and for, and for me, but cheat day is literally going to look like I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have some donuts. I'm going to make a trace leches cake on Saturday so I can enjoy it on Sunday. I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to have, I have no restrictions on myself and what I eat. And from what I've noticed, if I do that 
And depending on, on how hard I go, if I, if it just works out to where I barely get any cheats, I'll have another one next week. If I ball out and do everything I want to do, I'll have, I'll go a month without having one. I think so just to touch on from a personal level, cause Chase and I have different goals, um, fitness wise and well, we're coming from different ends of the spectrum. Um, Chase definitely eats a little cleaner than me, but I would argue that I eat pretty, pretty damn healthy most of the time. I, you know, cheat here and there. I definitely have a little more cheat uh, meals and, and just a little more cheat guys, a, a piece of toast here with breakfast or whatever. But we, we both work very hard. Um, I know in the gym we have similar work ethic. At, at rugby we have similar work ethic um, and we eat similar. Um, but we come from different ends of the spectrum. Chase is trying to put weight on. He's very lean. He's trying to put weight on, whereas I want to get leaner, um, which is something I've been accomplishing. But um, with that said, there, that comes with different ends of the uh, kind of what we need to be doing uh, nutritionally. And I think you having some cheat days is going to be beneficial for you or even incorporating a little more. I've said this a, a countless times, one, being consistent with what you eat, but uh, in, a little more carbs throughout your weeks, um, especially in this off season. We're in off season of rugby right now. And I think that we can achieve some crazy goals if we both hold each other accountable, which is definitely a part of it. I tend to let my diet follow my exercises. If I have really good workouts, I've noticed I'll do more um, to be on top of my diet. Whereas if I, if my workouts have been shit, which they have been lately, my energy levels haven't been there. My focus hasn't been there, but I still am going to the gym every single day and doing something. Um, but I will be stricter on my diet when my workouts aren't as good. And and if I have very good workouts, I'll eat more. I'll let myself eat more. I'll let myself have a few more snacks, whatever that yeah. may be. And I've noticed that my the discipline that I've established in my diet habits follows the trend of whatever my workouts are. And I've noticed, so I didn't even think about this. We, throughout the season, Chase, this is the first time and first season, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have incorporated a little bit of carb loading. Yeah. Prior so I to started, games. yeah, carb loading prior to games. I started, Which is something I've been telling them to do for years. I started, um, <laughs> and I was getting, Saturday would roll up, I would do everything I needed to all week and all off season and all season continue. That means eating clean as hell too. Yeah. So I'm talking everything. Good, good exercise, good, good workouts, good diet, all rugby season, all off season. And come Saturday, I would feel so exhausted 10 minutes into the game. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, it doesn't matter how much work I do. Which just to say you're feeling exhausted 10 minutes into the game, you still would outwork pretty much everyone on the team. But from his personal perspective from how i wanted to from feel how, yeah from, from how, how hard I, you work from how i yeah. how i felt like i deserved to feel for exactly. all the hard work so yeah. i would how i i felt like i deserved to feel like i so <laughs> excuse me Blake, <laughs> nice push blixen told me start incorporating some carbs the night before the morning of and i'm telling you guys literally night and day which literally is, night and day i obviously am his best friend so any advice that i give i i hope they listen to but i have a degree in fitness and wellness and i'm a certified personal trainer so i have a little bit of uh and know. to be honest not you do you have been incredibly helpful uh you have been incredibly helpful <laughs> just to let uh, just to barge in our our man desi outside behind the scenes told us that we were about 30 minutes deep into this mug and did a drawing this it looked like conquer's bad fur day oh that's yep. oh it's a dick that's shooting a penis, an m16. a penis with balls shooting an m16 and there's a dead that dick on the ground incredibly save he's that very good. that yeah. is outstanding save that shit does he i don't even i'll put it up on the screen in the edit yep there we he's go inc he's incredibly that's talented outstanding. i'm gonna do a little adjust guy let me know if this looks all right desi from our guy our guy behind the scenes who can see the camera I'm yeah go back here okay all right um that's what I was saying. So I started incorporating carbs the night before and the morning of. And not only was that a little reward for how, how strict I had been eating, it made me feel a million times better going into a rugby game. I would get out of breath 
And rather than staying like, fuck, dude, I'm done. I'm like, I'm, I feel like I've played 80 minutes already, which for those of you who don't know, rugby is two 40 minute halves. So we say 80 minutes, that's a full game. I feel like I've played 80 minutes already. Instead of that, after I had, you know, done a little carb load, baby little carb load the night before in the morning of, I would get out of breath. 30 seconds later, yep. I would literally feel 100%. I noticed I don't that know if that's the too. glycogen reserves or yes. what, however it works. I literally, I was like, oh, I am recovered that right is, now. So that's exactly what it is, um, which obviously I'm not an expert. Obviously, I'm not an expert on the subject, um, but I have done a fair share of research. I played college soccer, so this is something that endurance was even more important in some aspects because you're running 90 minutes, and um, I would play full games. So, <clears throat> But I looked into um, what I needed to be doing because my cardio is always terrible compared to other collegiate athletes. Soccer players are skinny, and I'm big and bulky. And yeah, once I started... Boy. Once I started kind of toying with that a little bit, obviously I didn't do like a legitimate science experiment, but messing with the, the carbon take the day before and just the day playing of, with the variables. Yeah. And um, from my limited perspective, it was a massive difference. And then this year I felt the same as Chase, whereas um, it, obviously my cardio, I worked harder this year than I ever have. In the off season. Shape. Yeah. And, and, and throughout the season, but I felt incredible where I would. Going, I don't know if you guys understand physical altercation and physical the physicality of rugby, but going into a tackle, going into a ruck, um, it, it, which is just as physical as a tackle, all those things are incredibly exhausting. It is to run is one thing, to sprint and hit someone as hard as you can, and then be have grown men on top of you try to fight your way out of that. It is exhausting. It's very hard. And Chase and I are both known for going in and getting two, three tackles back to back, or or working very hard over running past people on our team to be in a better position. So I noticed that I regained my stamina much, much faster because of the dietary needs that we are kind of throwing out there and doing for ourselves, which is kind of, kind of a cool thing. Yeah. It feels you know? much better, which is crazy. And that just goes to show how much we are learning and how much we don't know. Chase was in the best shape out of anyone on the team for years and years. And then does something that goes to show you could be the best in a group of people but that you could still be 1% better. You could still work harder. You could still do other things. And that is that. So he did that and then now was able to work even harder than those other people, which is why I voted for Chase Higgins as the forward of the year, the MVP of the year, and the best looking man on our um, feedback, player feedback. Not the MVP. That's Greg Fry. That's Mr. Greg Fry. Greg, if you look, I love Greg. Greg, I hope you're watching this. Um, he, of course, he ran very hard and he scored a lot of tries. On defense, I think that you get overlooked for all the intensity you bring. And Greg where you just are. noticed we were out yeah. to dinner the other night, and Greg, who is uh, arguably one of the best players, arguably the, the best player on yeah. the team, he was like, "Chase, I was watching footage for the first time. You made like three tackles in yeah. a row." I was like, "Yeah, why couldn't I was like, have That's watched... me, Blakeson, yep. and Steven every game. I wish you could have watched the footage a couple games back when I was a flanker. But anyway, it, he's overlooked as just it's easy to pick the guy scoring tries." Like the game in Denver when I got my first man of the match, yeah. I scored. I ran really hard, but the defensive stuff work gets overlooked, um, which is why I didn't start a lot of games because they didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. But um, Chase is a, Chase is holding it down. Blakeston's a, a defensive madman. Yeah, you, me, and Steven in there. Mm, that would and you guys know Steven. He's the the curly headed. Uh, Dirt, Joe Dirt, Joe Dirt looking guy. Dump truck mullet daddy. Dump truck zaddy. He's an absolute you will. beast, and he's really turned it on. Yes. This season regarding defense, and it was kind of a joke. I was like, "Dog, you're 
the freaking dog with us. Why are you not out there acting like it? And he was like, oh, yeah. And just started making way more tackles. He was he was doing this thing where he was conserving energy to be in a better position to run the ball, which is what a lot of guys do. Which makes that, sense for him. Steven is a very good ball runner. Yes, but him, he's one of the most intense and best defensive players we have. So Now. Anyway, yes. Now. Yeah. Um, even before he was good, but now it's even better. We, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's enough rugby talk. If you want to hear us talk about rugby, we can, we can do that on a whole, a whole separate thing. And back, I, I'm not going to lie. This is probably number one, Blix. And so I'm glad you, I don't know if you thought of this ahead of time or thought of this on a I whim. probably did. If, as long as it's a good thing, I probably did. Yeah. The being happy, man, and having a little bit of perspective of why am I doing what I'm doing right now? Yes. Other than to be happy. Desi. You, oh, sorry. Go ahead. If go you're ahead. not making choices that are hopefully in, in your best intentions and in your heart of hearts, leading you to long-term sustainable happiness, yes. reevaluate. Please and, just reevaluate. And what it takes is it takes an incredible amount of emotional effort to be mindful. To constantly be mindful of why am I doing what I'm doing yep. is very hard. Yep. As, a, as a person, as a reflective, you know, wanting to be a reflective adult who can analyze and think about things without crippling myself, yep. it takes an incredible amount of emotional energy to be to be mindful and and uh, thoughtful of, okay, I just did this. Why did I do what I did? And to be able to address that, to not only have the self-awareness to ask yourself that question, to be able to honestly and accurately assess and answer that question and then figure out, am I doing this right now to lead to, to long-term sustainable happiness? Am I continuing to work at this job to lead to long-term sustainable happiness? Am I eating this food right now to lead to long-term sustainable happiness? And the answer to a, most of your questions, if the answer is no, and change some shit up. Yes. You may feel happy in the moment for that short amount of time. For me, for us, again, this is no prescription. This is what I have found to be successful for myself. But asking myself the question, have the, have the... Wherewithal. Have the, yeah, wherewithals (laughs) to ask myself the question and then to try to answer. And sometimes I ask and I don't answer. I don't answer for one, two, three days, a week, a month. And it'll come to me of why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's not immediate. It's not immediate. It's okay. Ask myself this question. The answer will come when the answer comes. But having the awareness to ask yourself the question of why you're doing what you're doing, what's making you choose those actions. And then if the answer to that is anything other than long-term sustainable happiness, then reevaluate, reevaluate and do something different because you deserve to be happy and everything. Everybody has the capabilities within themselves to be happy. And I'm not joking. That's everyone's goal. I'm not joking. Barring serious, serious, legitimate medical infringement and a mental illness of any kind, you have the ability to be happiness. You have, or excuse me, you have the ability to be happy. You have the ability to create happiness for yourself. And of course, everybody's struggles are different. Your struggle might be that it is incredibly easy for you to gain weight and get fat. Yep. You know, whereas somebody else can eat whatever they want and not get fat. That's yep. fine. But that person who has that physical thing that you can see like, oh, he eats whatever he wants and he doesn't get fat or she eats whatever she wants and doesn't get fat. She might be dealing something that is with something that is very hard for you, or excuse me, very hard for them. That is very easy for yep. you. Everybody has their own struggles. And I'm, and I, you know, again, barring like a legitimate mental illness, which I know a a lot of people struggle with, and that is like a topic that's that's way beyond me to be able to give any advice. But if you have the, if you can have the the perspective and you can have the self-awareness, if you can ask yourself the question, you have the ability to answer the question. If you're listening to this, you have the ability to ask yourself and answer for yourself. Is what I'm doing leading to long-term sustainable happiness? Just to touch on a couple of the things you said. Um, one, I think, which I never even thought about this. I think that it's awesome that you're able to ask a question and be okay with not only not answering it, but not knowing the answer for a long period of time. Um, I think a lot of people, if you ask someone, what are you doing to be happy? Or, you know, what a very deep question, nine times out of 10, they're going to say, I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, Blakeston, 
90% of the battle is being able to ask yourself that question. Yeah. Not only that, but being okay with not, not knowing and figuring it out. It, it is not something that you, you're not a failure. If at least my belief is you're not a failure. If you um, don't know exactly what it is. Oh, get up in that fridge. All right. Let's take a get quick, we're going to take a quick little two minute pause. I have to step out. Yep. Let's uh, step, we'll out. step out for about two minutes. We'll take these. We mics will with resume. Us, and we'll resume here in a minute because my heart is pounding. All right, send it. Here we are. We're All right, live. and we're back. And that was a whole 10-minute ordeal, but to you, it went by in a flash. Um. Well, so just to touch on, uh, you were talking before we left the sauna for a little uh, impromptu guy. It wasn't because it was too hot in here. Just so you guys know, it had nothing to do with us not being able to handle the heat. Um, or uh, my heart pounding or it being incredibly uncomfortable, and I literally couldn't we, take it. It had nothing to yeah, do with that. I, it, really, what it came down to is we didn't want to be too well thought out. If you know what I mean, <laughs> we're out here getting cooked. I'm okay. medium rare right now. I'm out here throwing, you know, throwing a little, a little Easter egg at our own podcast that you are now watching right now. So you don't even need the Easter egg. So I'm confused on why I said it. Anyway, and so that's we're not back. An Easter egg. That's a plug. Anyway, secondly, I yep. think that we, I think that while we're in here, just gets on my mind. I don't want to forget. Let's record an outro and intro before we get out. All right, but that and up. you guys can be here to watch that. You'll be here and to listen to that, and you'll listen too. So, um, just to touch on what you were saying, I think. I keep getting distracted <laughs> saying stupid things and I keep forgetting what I wanted to say. But, um, so we're just to bring it back to happiness and kind of the and just to distract there. you oh, further. There we go. We're talking. Th this is literally a constant battle of getting distracted because we want to say stupid stuff. It was, this is us every day. Yeah. It, yeah. <clears throat> so, Oh, there we go. Um, so the, the finding happiness is a constant, a give and a take, obviously like you can't just, um, be happy doing things like there's there's always going to be negative times there's always going to be times you're sacrificing things there's always going to be and you have to weigh out what's worth it to you you have to weigh out you know what what will again make you happy in the long run obviously if i only did things that brought me immediate happiness right now i would play video games nonstop. i would eat very unhealthy and i would not push myself the way that i do professionally and working out and all of that and then later I would be very unhappy with every, all of the results dealing with all of those consequences. Exactly. So even, even, um, last night, for example, Chase asked me to go to the store and get something when I just gotten home, I just pulled in the driveway and I, um, he's like, no, don't worry about it. And I was like, I will worry about it. I'm going to go get whatever you need because it's slightly inconvenient, but that's nothing. You're, uh, it really is nothing. It took me 20 minutes and then I was back and then it brought, him a little more happiness having whatever he needed and i was it, no skin off my back so just being able to understand that sacrificing your time and energy to do things for your friends and for people you care about and for yourself is worth it in the long run um, that's just nothing but you doing things like that is just an investment into friendship and it's always making those little sacrifices because i didn't care i didn't think about it one way or the other even if you didn't you'd be like oh yeah he's already in the driveway you might as well stay home but um when people, when you live your life like that and you constantly do things for other people, that shit pays off. Yep. You're planting seeds of karma. And I'm not a, I'm not religious at all. Yeah. But I have a feeling regarding thermodynamics, regarding... That's a big word. Regarding the physical pr principles of this universe that we live in. Yep. That there's a metaphysical thing going on too and that the shit will even out. The shit will even out. I don't, I don't know and it could be made up. It could, it could be... Well, well I think... I, I interrupted you there, but um, I think that you are you couldn't be more right. And it doesn't have to be this like supernatural thing. It doesn't have to be this literal like 
karma thing, but everything does come around. So it can literally be as simple as you do a nice thing for someone, they will remember that. And even if they never do something nice for you, they will always remember this person did this nice thing. If you do enough of those things, you are just viewed as a nice person doing very nice things. And that can reap its rewards in many ways. Um, a perfect example is the rugby team that Chase and I play for. I just started playing not even three years ago, just like two and a half years ago. And I've done so much for the team because I'm passionate and I care and it's I'm playing with my friends and I care about those people that the team knows. Um, one, they they let me pay for free, whereas uh, the other players have to pay every every season. You know, they they pay me back in that way. The team knows I will do things for them. I'll be there for them. It I It's a certain amount of respect that you can't you don't just get you you earn that and it is a really awesome thing to walk amongst those men and know that i have put myself out plenty of times and done things for them and they respect and love and appreciate me for that and that is something that you i i can't really put a price on chasing i walk up to practice and it is overwhelmingly this awesome set no matter what kind of day i had i feel instantly just gratitude and appreciation for the people on that team and how they feel about me. And it makes me uh, uh, incomparable to anything that I've felt before. So that's just one example. You know, you do chase and them had me start running the company because of the effort that I've put in and the things that I do, you know, all the good things that you do and the times that you put yourself out will come back in different ways. Um, you know, and it could be random or it could be just someone repaying a favor, but you know, you do enough good things. If all you do is selfish things for yourself, people just know that you're not there for them and you know you know it's not gonna <clears throat> so that's that immediate happiness thing again that'll come back in different ways i think that it may be what we describe right now i think karma is just the best word karma is a word that everybody knows what it means yep and i think right now it may seem like a spiritual thing or a supernatural thing or something that we can't describe but i think that's just like Imagine describing how an airplane works to somebody 500 years ago. It's, it's, I think there is something there. And this is literally yep. hypothesis. I literally have no clue. But I think that once Bless we, me. I think that once we're able to measure and or defined and or observed energy in a different way, maybe it's not physical energy in the way that we understand it today. And of course, this is all beyond me. This is literally made up hypothesis, whatever, but it makes sense to me mm -hmm. that eventually it won't be supernatural. It won't be metaphysical. It's something that can be observed and described and measured. And then you you are literally going to reap what you sow. You're literally going to live the life that you've created yourself because of all the, the choices that you have made. And we see that. And anecdotally, we know that. And we have felt that. But obviously, it's not scientific. And I think that that might change. I think that there's a, a legitimate viability that, you know, one day we will know this is what's going on here. And I think there's some ancient shit maybe that have, has been forgotten. I don't know. I don't know. I think that karma is a legitimate thing. I think that karma... Um, and if you uh, just to touch on that, if you like, obviously you you said like that's like airplanes. You can't describe to someone how like you you think of modern medicine. You know, just however many years ago we were bloodletting, we were cutting people open to get rid of sickness. Obviously, that makes them weaker; they die. You know, it's but we thought at the time that saved their lives. <clears throat> that's with everything. If you erase the fact that we think we know all of these facts about life, and you just look at it like anything is possible then, you know, we, we really know nothing and we're just out here all trying to figure it out. And we use what we, what we know, what we've been told by people smarter than us. Quote unquote, for those of you who can't see, he did air quotes. I did air quotes. What we know, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and if you just kind What we of, know, quote unquote, changes. Yeah, exactly. And, and even 
every day what I know about myself, what I know about my interactions with people, what I know about to be fact when it comes to science or anything, you know, changes <clears throat> based off my interactions, based off what I learn, again, quote unquote, learn and what I have been told. So if you just operate, which is what I try to do, it's easier said than done when times are, you know, rough or when you're in a situation where you're agitated, whatever, it's easier said than done. But if you always try to operate from a point of um, understanding that other people might have some value or, or some good thoughts and you don't know everything and you, you're just learning too, that's the best time for discussion and, and learning for sure, yeah. at least for me, <clears throat> which is why I want to have some educated people on this podcast. I think there's room for three. Let's let's spit it out. Let's see here. I will literally scoot. We get two cameras going. You tell that person there who. I think it's only going to be thirty minutes. Tell them, hey, if we get one mount, one microphone mounted up in this corner, microphone mounted up in that corner, and microphone mounted in the center, and say, hey, figure it out. We could do talk like this and have two cameras. I think there's enough room for three. We could do. It doesn't need to be an hour straight. It can be be thirty minutes, minutes, and then we chill and and recess for fifteen and go over whatever talking points or whatnot. Um, so far this I episode, think we can easily have a third. Yeah, year. we can. We can. I was I told Chase before this uh, session that we can't have three people. Um, and that, again, was my perspective because I sat in here with Jamie, who is a behemoth of a man. He is two of me he is in length and, and girth. girth. Yep. And taste, you know, so it's just a whole thing. It's very uh, with Chase and me, though, we're little bodies. We weighed ourselves yesterday and I weighed 135 and Chase weighed 210. So I was going to say 137. Those are both untrue statements. But um you know, we're out here trying to figure it out. We're going to be posting all of this content um, and figuring out what the best thing is. So obviously we want feedback from you guys. We got Desi here who is already within one episode. All he's been has been here for this one episode. And, and it's been, been a drastic improvement in quality, a drastic improvement everything. in production quality. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm more nothing. turned on than I was before. It's a whole thing. He's so. nothing but a blessing. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, my, my goal again, let me set the scene for you for those of you who are new to what we're doing here yep. my name is chase this is i'm here with my buddy business partner friend associate heterosexual life partner if Blake, you will blakeston and we are sitting in 150 degree sauna i currently have a hoodie on he's got a t-shirt on um we are here in this well thought out podcast to talk about what we want to talk about my whole goal my intentions with this podcast uh, is to think about things in depth to discuss things in depth to address topics that otherwise people don't set a time <laughs> To set time, specific time wow. aside, that otherwise people don't sit down and say, let's have a hard conversation. So we are physically uncomfortable sitting in here. Yes. It is 150 degrees. There he goes. I literally feel like I'm going to throw up, but I'm just yep. ignoring that. And what? even and even talking makes it worse. So whatever, we yep. got 10 minutes left. Um, I'm physically uncomfortable. I want to lean into the emotional and intellectual discomfort of having hard conversations and uh, doing what I can to perpetuate emotional growth and spiritual growth, whatever you want to call it. I want to talk about shit that we otherwise wouldn't talk about. You're not going to take time out of your day when you're working, when you're feeding your kids, you're taking your kids to school, you're walking, you're not going to take time out of your day to talk about, okay, how do we create long-term sustainable happiness for ourselves as men, as human beings? What do we do for ourselves? So having a very specific physical environment that we can set time aside for ourselves to discuss hard things to hopefully become better human beings, that's my goal. And uh, just to branch off that, because that reminded me, Desi asked me before this episode, um, he said, well, what are, because I was like, what should we talk about? Um, Obviously, that's the, a podcast, all you do is talk, you know, all we do is just talk about things. And Chase and I were asking each other probably 30 to 70 different times this morning, what should we talk about? What should we figure out? And um, 
never had a good answer. And Desi asked me what I am wanting out of this, what kind of my goals are. And I, that's when I kind of realized it's almost exclusively selfish for me. Obviously I want to put content out there that people enjoy. I want to put stuff out there that people want to uh, interact with. Um, I want to make money off the podcast, of course, but my main goals are one, I get to hang out with Chase, which is always fun. Two, I get to sit in the sauna, which is a recovery, good, beneficial thing. Three, um, not only Chase, I get to hang out with Desi. And then um, I get to, I get to put, there he goes, nice burp. And I get to put content out there, um, which sees me and Chase in kind of a different light than how we're normally looked at uh, via our social media. We are... No thirst trappery going yep. on here and well thought out. We want to, yep. we, we are dynamic characters in our life. We I are, don't want to have a shirt on. I'm doing this for you guys. We are diversifying the sort of content that we can make. And, and I think that this is going to be a long-term sustainable thing for us as content creators. And I, I feel like aside from the personal growth that we can achieve by having in-depth hard conversations, the only difference here, you guys, is the microphone. Yeah. The microphone and the camera is the only difference. I feel like if we can, we are going through this life, like I described last time, creating a wake of energy behind us and the sort of vibrations that we create in this world are are, are going to have consequences. And if we can do what we can to have these hard conversations, if one yeah. person benefits from, oh, listen to these two fucking idiots in the sauna talk about That's us. Things, We're fucking idiots. And, and yeah. listens to us talking about these things and, and hopefully is a realization for them or they learn and they grow with us because that's my whole goal you guys yeah. is to have an open heart and to learn and to grow yeah and my as with well i mean the whole kind of theme of this podcast so far of uh, this episode is happiness um and going on one going on a business adventure um with chasing chasing uh, desi is awesome happiness. i have that i have happiness. yeah i have nothing but respect for them desi is incredibly smart and has already given us Oh, he's a full-blown no. idiot. idiot. Sorry. With us. Um, we all do that. It's a defense are, mechanism, so yeah. we can't be held accountable for anything. I've thought about this. Yep. You're just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm a freaking was, idiot. And it's like, yeah, I nice. Desi is strongly confer confirming that uh, He is, in fact, us. an idiot. But, uh, you know, it, it is almost exclusively uh, selfish for me, uh, this kind of content. It is, I get to have deep conversations, with this, which is something that I thoroughly enjoy. I was telling Chase a while back, we go on road trips for work um, often, or just for fun now, really. And we'll be chasing. I'll be in the truck. And some of my favorite times of my entire life, as cliche as it sounds, is being in the truck at for six, seven, eight, 12, 15 hours in a row um, with Chase and just talking about all these things that we normally don't talk about. Usually people go day to day going through the motions, me included, of all of us worked. all of us because it's yep. mentally and emotionally easy to not think and address things you just keep well in 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 day-to-day can be draining you know yeah. you can it can be hard to um that's what i'm talking about find to, the time. yeah to have to do it takes yep. an incredible amount of effort yep and hard to find the time to do so which is something that i'm gonna have to figure out a balance until this podcast makes us rich uh, and uh because obviously i'm working full-time and and so with chase and desi they're busy with their lives so um, to, be to, set time alive, oh, to be able to set time alive, to be able to set time uh, uh, aside so we can focus on having good, just deep talks about anything that we feel we want to. And for those of you who don't know, this is perfect for me because Desi lives about 45 minutes away and he never comes up here. Now he has a business obligation to come up here. So now we're hang out forcing with one of my him BFFs, to. you fucking yeah. bitch. You fucking loser. All right, I say, I say we wrap it up there. I okay. say we set out five minutes, come back in. Yep. And however long it takes us to record an outro and intro, and we'll yep. be done. Okay. So here's what we're going to do, you guys. We're going to record an outro and intro. We're going to step out for five minutes so we can recover. I'm getting ready to pass out. We're going to record an out, come back in, record an outro and intro. That could take five minutes. That could take 15 minutes. For the love of God, I hope it takes a short amount of time. One minute. And then I'm going to have Desi start recording on a phone out there so you guys can see us take this little ice plunge. Love you all to death. Yeah, yeet.
Listen, once again, you guys, this has been strictly an opinion. This is an op-ed. Yeah. You understand? And we're well fucking thought out. And we don't know anything more than you do, but what we do know is that we can share our goddamn opinions. We're grown-ass men, and we're doing what we can to express our opinions. F yeah. None of this is a prescription. All of this is anecdotal. All of this is what has worked for us and us trying to sort through this mess that we call life. And when I said F yeah just now, that's short for fuck yeah. Love you. Bye. See ya.